we come before the very throne room of our God knowing that we are in the Beloved, that we are accepted by the great and mighty God of the universe, that we are no longer servants but sons of the mighty God with full rights. Father, we come this day knowing who you've made us in Christ, knowing that the truth of your word will cause light to come to our spirits. So we ask this day for that anointing that breaks all yokes. We ask this day that understanding be given to each heart and that we have determined in our spirits this day, Lord, that we will not leave here like we came, but we'll take what we've learned and put it into practice in our lives that we may grow up in Him in all things where we can glorify You. And Father, we give You honor tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody shout it. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me read you a statement from F.F. F. Bosworth's book. Many ministries today major manner of life, behavior, rather than zoe, the life of God, which when received in sufficient measure lives itself. Now let me read that again. Many ministries today major on manner of life. How a fellow lives, trying to keep him from sinning, trying to keep him out of trouble. I don't ever intend to do that. Amen. Lady told me one time, Brother Sullivan, if you don't preach on sin, them folks is going to sin. No, they're going to sin whether I preach on it or not. <laughs> you know, I'm well assured of that. But I've got a cure for it. It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Many ministries, ministries today major on manner of life or behavior. Manner of life. Your way you live and, and way you act and all these things out here. I believe that this life that we have at the new birth, when received in sufficient measure, will cause this other thing to line up. I believe you'll quit lying. I believe you'll quit stealing. I believe you'll not gossip. I believe the love of God that shed abroad in your heart shall live its life right through you. Praise God. I believe the new birth is more powerful than anything from the outside. Praise God. Bosworth says, they major on different kinds of life rather than Zoe, the life of God, which received in sufficient measure, lives itself. Now, you have more or less of this life. Do you know that? Do you remember when you got born again? This life of God came into you in such a, a measure that it blew the old man away. It blew him away. He no longer exists. And it brought the life and nature of God and the love of God and the kindness of God and the gentleness of God and the compassion of God and the healing of God and the dynamite power that God had brought it to your life. Do you remember the feeling that you had? Someone said, well, you don't preach on feelings. Yes, I believe in feelings as part of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I believe this stuff on the inside of you can be extended to your physical being. Amen. You remember how that you received this and that person that you had problems with, you went and straightened them out. Person you gossip about, you went and asked for forgiveness. People that had done you wrong, you forgave them anyway. You was living in another realm. I've heard Christians say, you know, when I got, when I got saved, I was walking on cloud nine. I was walking in another world. It was like I was in the glory of God. How many of you remember that? Well, that's the realm you should walk in every single day, praise God. There's 
enthusiasm of God is. That's where the anointing of Almighty God is. Jesus said you can live out of heaven, praise God. But see what happens. A fellow receives this treasure in an earthen vessel. And he's got this treasure, this pearl of great price. He's got it on the inside of him, but he's living here in the world with earthly peoples, with those earthlings. And those people that are not born again around him. And if you don't watch, you let this come in. And you let strife come in, and you let gossip, and you let unforgiveness and everything. And as it says in Psalm 1, 1, said it will drain the life out of you and pull the plug, and the life of God will drain out of you. And there won't be enough life of God in you that could heal a broke gnat's wing. You lay hands on the child, nothing happens. You pray and nothing happens. There's nothing by... You know how to stay full of faith? Get full of this life that is full of faith. <laughs> Get full of this kind of life that is faith. Get full of it. Amen. It won't be no problem to believe. Oh, if I had enough faith, I could get my healing. No, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Get full of the Word of God. The Word of God's full of faith. And if you receive enough of it, it'll live its own self. Hallelujah. You won't be always struggling, fighting, and trying to do it. See, like, like six boys in a tow sack. You can see them just struggling there, fighting, and one arm going this way, and down, and up, and down, and in this tow, they're just struggling. That's the way most Christians are. I'm, what are you doing now? How goes the battle? How goes the battle, Brother Sutherland? How preachers ask me that all the time. How's the fight going? Well, I don't know. I quit fighting a long time ago. I've, I've been fighting the fight of faith. I ain't fighting the devil. Someone said, well, you don't fight the devil? No, I don't fight the devil. Jesus already whipped him. <laughs> well, I want to fight him. Amen. Amen. He had the knockout punch. Amen. They counted ten over him. He's defeated. As long as I know who I am and operate. See, you, there's a way to fight the devil or resist the devil. It's with the Word of God. Take the sword of, uh, of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You take the Word of God. As long as you operate in the Word of God, He is no match for you. Amen. But if you try to do something on your own, you ain't no match for Him. Amen. I think some charismatic people have found that out. Can you say amen? amen? But this life, when received in sufficient measure, can you see that you can have more or less of this life? You can have a big dose of it. Or you can just have a little, a little bit of it. You know, Paul wrote to a church called the Corinthian church that had all the gifts of the Spirit operating in it. Every one of them, all the gifts. He said, you don't come behind in no good gift. None of them. You ain't backing up from nobody. He said, you're carnal. You're a bunch of babies. You're a bunch of babies. Just because a fellow's got, got the Holy Ghost on me. You know what that means? That means he's a baby right then. He's a baby right then. And if he never grows beyond that, he'll stay in the babyhood stage. See? You ever seen people say, filled with the Holy Ghost, that could get nothing on their own? Nothing on their own. Why? Because they didn't have the Word of God on who they were in their spirit. You gotta have something on. See, if you're on the backside of the Sahara Desert, bless God, and can't call the prayer tie, what are you gonna do? Christianity will live its own self when you receive this life in sufficient measure. Praise be unto God. Paul said, no matter what kind of circumstance I'm in, I am independent of that circumstance. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. That's my introduction. We're driving around. We're going to take off down one of these runways in a minute. 
I used to have a fella come preach for me every now and then named Bob Boos. Any of y'all ever heard of Bob Boos? <laughs> he was big with the Assemblies of God in, in West Texas and out through there. And preached a lot in the Eldorado. Brother Murphy Smith used to have him come. And I had, I'd have him come. And he always, always had two messages. Every time he got up, he had two messages. Said, now I don't know which way I'm going. But said, I'm going one of these ways, you know. Well, that's about where I am tonight. I got two or three or four or six or eight or ten of these things working on the inside of me. Something's working on the inside of me about who we are in Christ. And it's got to come out, praise God. Hallelujah. It's working in there. It's working. Bless God. We don't need to say, this is Paul's revelation. This needs to be our revelation. We don't need to say, as Paul did, said, it's my God. We need to say it's my gospel, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, Jesus, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But he that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Talking about when he descended into hell. Tenth verse. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. When he sat down at the right hand of Almighty God, every bit of the work of his death, burial, resurrection and ascension was set down and finalized when he sprinkled his blood upon the heavenly mercy seat. It was accepted, the work that he did in redemption. It has now been set down to your credit. Everything that he accomplished has been accomplished in you. In you. Tenth verse, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why did he give them? For the perfecting of the saints. For the perfecting of the saints. The maturing of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry, or the work of ministering. For the edifying of the body of Christ. How long did he give the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher? How long did he give it? The next verse says, 13th verse, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Well, I would say they're still in the body of Christ. Can you say Amen. So, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, how long did he give these ministries? How long will there be an apostle in the earth? How long will there be a prophet? How long will there be an evangelist? How long will it be a pastoral office? How long will it be the teaching office? Amen. How long will it, till everybody comes to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the fullness of the statue of Christ. Praise God. See, the fivefold ministry is to preach and teach you stuff that will cause you to grow up into Christ and you get so big on the inside that you're bigger in there than you are out here. That this life extends itself. Bless God even out into your shadow. Hallelujah. Amen. That you are something in the earth. Those men that have turned the world upside down have come here also. Amen. Christianity don't fit into the world. It turns it upside down. It shakes, rattles, and rolls it. Thirteenth verse. How long did he, why did he give these messages for everybody to grow up? Mature. He wants mature Christians. He don't want, see, a lot of people think, well, we had so many decisions to be made. Listen, I can preach a salvation message that if anyone is anywhere close to it, 
It'll break their heart and they'll come to Jesus Christ because the anointing of God's on me to do those things when I preach out. But let me tell you something. God didn't tell me or any other man, go get the world saved. He said, go make disciples. Teach them something that they'll grow up. He's looking for people to grow up. He's not interested in just getting you to heaven. He wants you to grow up and amount to something and be able to use you just like he did the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Till we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. How big is this perfect man? Rest of that verse said, under the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Can that be true? Is that true? How big does God want you? What is the standard for the church? What is the prize? What is the mark of the high calling of God? What's the prize God wants us to reach out for? Is it just to go to heaven? Is it just to get the Holy Ghost? Is it just to get healing? Is it just to get prosperous down here and have things a thousand times? No. He wants men and women in the earth that know what Jesus has done for them in the death, the burial, and the night of resurrection. He wants them to know what is set under their account, that they are, they do have the life and nature of the living God on the inside of them, that the Christ of God dwells in their very being. He wants them to know that. How big does he want them to get? How big does he want you to get? How big is this statue he wants you to get? You know, when I first got saved, I started all going to church, good church, nothing wrong with the church, good preacher, good pastor, 32 ministers has come out of his ministry. And I woke up one morning and all the goosebumps was gone. And I told my wife, where is the power in this? No goosebumps. You know. Where's the power in this? I'm going to church, but it does not resemble anything that the Bible describes as, as Christianity. Now I'm going to church, the pastor's good, the people's good, they're, they're, they're fine folks, nothing wrong with them, but they, it doesn't, doesn't resemble Christianity in the book of Acts. We had a blackboard. Every Wednesday night we'd go down in the, in the basement and we had a blackboard and we'd list everybody that's sick and we'd pray for them and add more to the list. Next week we'd pray for them and add more to the list. Never getting anybody healed. That's not what the Bible reads. Every single Wednesday night for six or seven weeks, this lady would stand up and she'd say, Pray for Brother Dildy. And I said, My God, I've heard Brother Dildy that I want to scrawl. I told my wife, if that woman gets up and says, Pray for Brother Dildy one more time, I'm going to stop the whole show. Well, see, I wasn't as, you know, uh, uh, didn't, I wasn't as dignified then, you know, like I am now. And sure enough, pray for Rolandale. I said, my God, wait a minute. Preacher's looking at me. No one ever says anything in the church. I said, wait a minute. What we're doing's not right. I said, what do you mean? I said, every week we come, we've prayed for Brother Dildy, nothing happens. Every week you add more to the list. Either we're going to have to get some of them healed or get a bigger black blackboard. This is not working. You'll finally be writing them on the floor, you're getting so many. Never get anyone healed. This is not, here he is, he's got PhD, DDT, OIC, all kind of initials on his name. I mean, you can roll out the sheepskin where he's graduated, his diploma. It looked like the sheep of Arimathea is coming in. He said, what are we going to do? And I looked at him. What do you mean what we're going to do? 
You went over to such and such school. You're supposed to know. You got a doctorate of theology. You got this. You got that. You mean you? What do you mean? And I thought, my God, he don't know. I thought, my God, he don't know. He's asking me. I'm not dry behind the ears. I don't even hardly know what. You know, I had found the maps not long before then. I didn't even know what maps doing in the Bible. I didn't know anything. What are we going to do, Brother Sam? What are we going to do? And I thought, what have I got myself into? What is this? What is this? You know, young people today, they're looking for something to get into, and if we don't give them some of the supernatural, they'll move over into a realm, and they'll find it in drugs, they'll find it in illicit sex, homosexuality, anything, bless God, they won't walk into the supernatural unless they see something out of people, praise God. Do you know that? Do you know it's our job to present the world the light of the gospel? The gospel is the power of Almighty God. Amen. That your faith rests in the power of God, not in men. Tell my wife, where's the power in this? Where's the power in this? Where's the power in this? I'd ask people, where's the power in Christianity? I'd ask Pentecostal people. You know, they had a little something different. Where's the power in this? Nobody had any answers. Nobody had any answers. Nobody had any answers. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, Christianity is not to be lived down on a beggarly element of this world. Christianity is to lift you up out of a horrible pit and set your feet on a solid rock. Hallelujah. It's to cause you to bounce across the hills like hinds feet. Praise God. To wake up. You know what enthusiasm is? The world calls it enthusiasm. I call it anointing. Bless God that anointing get on you, hallelujah. Blessed be God, it'll get on you and you're ready to jump on a, a, a freight train. You're ready to attack anything. You're ready to go and praise God. Hallelujah. That's the realm we're supposed to live in. I began to search the scriptures. I found power in the Bible. Looked it up back here in my Baptist Bible, C.I. Schofield. And it said power. I looked it up. It said they will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on. I said, well, I didn't get no Holy Ghost yet. Went to the preacher. Oh, yeah, you got it when you got saved. Man, man. They got something I didn't get. Now, they got a different dose than I got. Now, if that's all it is to it, you know, I left us my stars. I began to study, and I see where they'd receive power after the Holy Ghost come on. And uh, I asked my wife, I said, where's the power in this? So she called the preacher on me. See, you know, you know, she sicked the preacher on me. She thought I was sliding backwards, see, and so she sicked him on me. And so I come home one night, and it wasn't long, here come the preacher and his wife. And they were sitting up there, and I asked him again, I said, where's the power in this? And I'd found out about the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues. I said, do you know anything about the power of God and talking in tongues? He said, it's passed away. I said, wait a minute now, Wait. No, I said, you can take that argument and you can pass away my salvation. You can pass it all away. You can't just choose what you want to and say it's passed away. That's not right. I said, have you ever heard anyone talk in tongues? You know, I knew he didn't like that. I knew that kind of went against his grain. But, I, you know, I didn't care. I didn't care and still don't care. I still don't care. If it's Bible, it's Bible. If it's not, it's not. Amen. Amen. I said, you ever seen anyone talk in tongues? And he got down in the floor like this. He said, I sure have. And he said, and I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my whole life. A grown man get in the floor and say, boo, 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 boo. I mean, he done a good job. Man, he done that. And my wife said, get up from there. Get up from there. Quit making fun and poor ignorant Pentecost. <laughs> It embarrassed him. He was kind of a shy fellow anyway. 
But it wasn't long. You know, I got the Holy Ghost. You heard me tell about getting the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I had goosebumps on my goosebumps. I couldn't wait. I thought, I don't know why, it was early one morning when I, when I got the Holy Ghost, and so I thought, well, I can talk in tongues early in the morning. And I'd wait till in the morning, and just about daylight, I'd wait and wait all night, couldn't sleep. And I'd get out there on the back porch, and I live out in the country, ain't nobody around, I'd get out on the back porch, and I'm waiting in the daylight, and hurry up and hurry up. And about the time the sun would crack over those pine trees, I'd say, shun God. Heard him say, shun God. See, praise God, hallelujah. And that's all I could say. Shonda. Shonda, Shonda, Shonda. Well, now I've lost that. <laughs> See, I can't talk to them. You know, that's what I, you know, that's what I'm thinking. And so, I went to the Word of God, and I was reading the 19th chapter of Acts, and it came to pass while Apollos had called it, Paul had passed the up coast, came to Ephesus, and found certain disciples, and said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we've not heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said, how was you baptized? They said, we was baptized under John. He said, and Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them. Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke in tongues. I said, they did. And I went out there, I said, they did. Here comes old way. Hallelujah. And I began to talk in tongues, praise God. And then goosebumps got up back up on my goosebumps. Hallelujah. I thought the Holy Ghost was ahead of God's goosebump department. Every time you talk in tongues, he'd pass you out a dose of goosebumps. Amen. And I got why I was used to that. And I got to feeling, you know, people ought to think. And I got to feeling, they got that when the church was started. They got that. They're baby Christians now. They ain't even baby Christians till they got that. Is that right? They're not even Christians. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, they're saved and they got the Spirit of God in them, but they've not been filled with the Spirit, bless God. And when they were filled with the Spirit of God, they began to talk in tongues. You know, a lot of people have never come up to that. I heard it taught in such a way that, that bless God, if you ever get the Holy Ghost, man, that's the plateau. That's the final thing in Christianity. You got it now. My God, you got it. I woke up one morning and didn't handle goosebumps. What are you going to do? You done got saved. You got the Holy Ghost. Got talking and tongues. Now the goosebumps ain't there. No, what it is, your physical body gets used to that anointing where you can live in that anointing. Amen. Do you know if preach stayed on me all the time, I would preach myself to death. You'd find me up there about the overhead bridge. I'd be just preaching. You'd say, what's wrong with him? He's got preach on. He just preach. So it, don't, it don't stay on me all the time. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Most all the time. But I got the feeling on this thing. Now, I got to reading the Old Testament. It wasn't written to me. It was written in Jews. The Gospels, synoptic Gospels. That just means this way it is. Line them up. This way it is. Bam, bam, bam. George Washington cut down a cherry tree. Jesus born in Bethlehem. Just right out of the line. But you get over into something else. The epistles was written to me. It says to the churches. To the church. How many of you know Ephesians was written to the church? It was not written to heathens. First John 1 9 was not written to heathens. My little children. I've heard people try to get folks to confess all their sins before they get saved. Confessing their sins is for, for a fellow that's saved. A fellow wants to get born again, he gets forgiven of sins. He gets forgiveness. When did he get it? 2,000 years ago. See, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, 19, said God was personally present in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself. How many of you know God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. He ain't got nothing against anybody in the world. Amen. The whole world at the present time is saved. Amen. They don't know it. 
they'll go to hell if they don't receive Jesus. But he's already saved the whole world. The whole world saved. God was personally present in Christ Jesus, reconciling and restoring the world of favor with himself. We're God's favorite. Hallelujah. Well, you don't ever know what God will do. His mysteries to perform. How many of you ever heard that? I'd rather hear my wife get out in the yard and bark at the moon. Because if she did, wouldn't nobody pay any attention to her. But some preacher will get up and tell you about something like that, and they say, oh, hallelujah, ain't he wonderful? Ain't he got it? See? How big is Jesus, how big does God want you to grow up to? Let's read that 13th verse again. Till we all come the unity of the faith, the knowledge, the knowledge. How are you going to come the unity of the faith? How are you going to grow up? By the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God under a perfect man, under the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. How big does he want this statue? He wants you to be filled out as full as Christ was. Adam's Bible. Until we attain to the unity of the faith and to the full knowledge of God's Son, to the mature manhood, to the point where we have become as fully adult as Christ. That's simple enough, isn't it? See, there is not but one standard to Christianity. Do you know that? Peter's not the standard. Paul's not the standard. Do you know that? is not the standard. Amen. His name's Jesus. Christianity is not about healing. Christianity is not about prosperity. Christianity is not about things. Christianity is about a man named Jesus Christ that died on a whole rugged cross, was buried, was resurrected, and he done it for you while I was yet a sinner. Christ died for me, and he set it down to my credit, and it is accounted unto me as having died, as having the old man buried, and I'm a brand new man created in Christ Jesus now. Hallelujah. That's called Christianity. Reber translates that verse, having the full measure of growth in which Christ is our pattern. What's our pattern? Amen. So Romans 8, 29, he said, you were predestined to be conformed to his exact image that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You remember we had a coach named Lee Holtz at Arkansas, he finally... Went to Minnesota and then went, he's at Notre Dame now. And Lou Holtz got on the talk show circuit one time, Johnny Carson, all of them. And he was a clown. He was comical. He was funny as he could be. But he was always wadding up a paper. He'd wad up a paper. And he'd go to cutting with a pair of scissors and he'd do this. And then he'd pull this thing out. And that one he cut out. All the rest of them looked exactly the same. He'd be a string of them. You were marked out in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus was the cookie cutter. How many of you ever seen one of those, one of those little Christmas trees around Christmas? You get that dough. You've been poured into his mold. You've been poured into his mold. You've been stamped out in Christ. He was the pattern. He's the pattern. Every other one is just like him on the inside. If they knew it, it would grow up on the inside of them till they're bigger and more than they are out here. Praise God. <laughs> Cressman translates that. Really grown up Christians like Christ himself. What's a grown up Christian? You know, we look at people and think because of their age in the Lord, they're mature Christians. That won't work. <laughs> that ain't the way it works. You can't just sit there and it just, it'll rub off on you and you'll grow either. It won't do it. <laughs> well, it's just going to rub off on me and I'll grow. 
And I'll just get bigger and bigger. And I'll just, you know, one day I'll just graduate from kindergarten. I'll be in the first grade. Won't be long. I'll be in the intermediate class. One day I'll be, I'll be in high school. One day I'll be in college and I'll graduate. You know, it won't do that. This isn't, this isn't school. This isn't mental school. This is spiritual school. You're going to grow up on the inside. How? Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth. The bread of life, praise God, cause you to grow. Praise God, praise God. New American Bible. Look in that 15th verse down there. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. How? Into him in half the things he was... Oh, in all things. Which is the head, even Christ. Well, that's true. Call me a dreamer. Is Paul a dreamer? What's he got a hold of? He says, this is my gospel. It doesn't become a part of him is what he's talking about. Do you know Paul would write letters and he'd say greetings from Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What's he doing? Let me tell you something. Paul reached a goal. He said, I finished my course. I'm ready to go from him. This isn't a carrot out in front of you dangling out there. You're trying to get it and you're just going 100 miles an hour trying to get it, but you never do get it. He said, I finished my course. I'm ready to leave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if he finished his course, you can finish yours. At the end of that course is a prize. That is finding out that you are Jesus with skin on. Hallelujah. That you're the Christ in the earth. That you are the body of Christ. That God himself dwells on the inside of you. That you're the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. Lady called me this evening. She said, Brother Sullivan, will you pray? Pray for me. Well, for what? Said you my last resort. Well, what do you need? She wanted me to pray for something, it wasn't even scriptural. I said, Well, have you been praying? She said, Yeah, I've been praying. I said, Well, your prayers work good as mine, Will, won't they? Said, I don't know, I don't guess it will, I ain't got no answer. See. When you know you're a favorite with God, see. When you know you're a favorite with God, and you have access by the Holy Ghost to walk right into the throne room of God. Amen. Just like Jesus did. See, he said, I am the way. He's the forerunner to this stuff. He's the first one that done this. He's the first one that walked the shores of Galilee. He's the first one that opened the blinded eyes. He's the first one that uh, uh, the temple of God dwelt in. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Is that true? You know what the next verse said? It said, you're complete in him. <laughs> and said, you are filled with the same fullness of the Godhead as he was. If you're in union with him, whatever's in him's in you. Amen. When you go to finding out these truths, you don't have to hunt someone to do your praying. You don't have to hunt someone else to get your healing. You don't have to hunt someone else to get your blessings. You don't have to hunt someone else and trying to wire work it around, trying to sell peanut patties or rockathons or trying to do any kind of way to raise some kind of money. You know, bless God, I'm a favorite with God, and if I pray, my God moves. Hallelujah. Amen. My God will answer my prayer just like He answered Jesus's. You got to believe that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. 15th verse, speaking the truth in love may grow up. You got to speak this stuff. Amen. Speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things. New American Bible said, rather let us profess. You know what profess means? It's the word homilegio. It means to say the same thing God says about you. Amen. If God says you're a son of the living God, then you are. You say it. You agree with him. Don't fight him. 
If he said, by his stripes you're healed, then you agree with him. Amen. Amen. How do I do that? First of all, with my mouth. Secondarily, with my actions. They must agree. Rather, let us profess the truth in love and grow to the full maturity of Christ the head. <laughs> Can that be possible? Can that be possible? Is God dangling a carrot out there and say, run for the prize, the prize, there it is, that you grow up into all things in Christ, there it is, here it is, but he jerks it out of the way. God predestined that you be conformed to the exact image of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's planned this thing out. He's the one that made the new creation nation. He made a nation of people with God living on the inside of them, with God himself working through them just like he did through the Messiah. So we put Jesus Christ in a category or a place that no man can reach. No man ever has to go to the cross. I'm not saying that. Never. <laughs> never. There'll never be never, never any use for another Christ like Jesus Christ to go to the cross. He paid for the sin. That's him. But as far as his earthly walk, he was our example, Peter said. Example means example. Amen. To walk in his steps. Hallelujah. We put him in a category all this stuff and said no man can reach those goals, but that's not so. Jesus Christ went where no man had gone before. He said, I am the way. They said, how am I? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Any man that accepts me can walk the same way, praise God. Hallelujah. He blazed a new trail. He opened up a new trail. Hallelujah. He blew a hole in the spiritual world where a man could walk right through and have access to Almighty God. He could walk in the presence of Almighty God and get his prayer answered just like Jesus. Amen. You ever read where it says Jesus was a forerunner? He blazed a new trail. Lewis and Clark, Daniel Boone. They blaze new trails. Columbus sailed where no man had been before. Jesus went into a spiritual realm where no man had ever been. No man. Why did he do it? He opened up a way where you could follow and walk in that supernatural just like he did. Amen that God would be the vine and we'd be the branches. Amen. What will you do? You'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You'll cast out devils. Praise God. Anywhere you take up, see Satan, you'll take him up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Said he went with them everywhere, working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is your goal? Well, I, my goal is to make heaven. Well, ain't nothing wrong with going to heaven. The minute you got saved, that was guaranteed. Well, my goal is, you know, to do to be a good person. Well, that's living Christianity somewhere that it's not supposed to be. Do you know I have never met many Christians live a good life as most Buddhists. A lot of them Arabs, Mohammedans live way under better moral lives than most Christian preachers. We've proven that over the last few years. Isn't that right? Well, what is this do-gooder business? See, it isn't you trying to be a do-gooder, trying to do things, and you tote signs, and you do this, and you, you do something. No, it's not that. It is letting Jesus Christ live his life through you, but he's got to be in enough sufficiency in you to cause something to react and come out of you, flow out of your innermost being like rivers of living water. Amen. 
Let me read what Bosworth said again. said, the life of God which received in sufficient measure lives itself. Well, who's the example of it living through? His name's Jesus. His name's Jesus. That's our example, our only example. That's the only standard. That's the standard of maturity in Christianity. Anything less is not, not the full measure. Is that right? How can I get more of God? How can I get more of this life? Well, if you want to expand your mind, how would you do it? You'd memorize things. You'd study things. Memorize. How many of you ever watched that show Jeopardy? I try to watch it every day. I liked it. Jeopardy? Most folks, I've sat, I've sat with folks and, and, and watched it. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Do you know how them folks got to be? You can talk to them a little bit. You can talk to them. Say, uh, what exciting's happened in your life? Well, one time, one time I got in a hot pepper patch. <laughs> yes, I do, you do. don't know what town they're from. But they've studied and they've expanded their mind. Now they know who was the first president, of, who was the first king of England. Anybody here know that? His name's Egbert. <laughs> Y'all be proud of that, Rosemary. Huh? You didn't know that. Repent. But see, these guys have put all this kind of information in their head. And they are what we call eggheads. Black people call them Cadillac heads. So them folk Cadillac heads. <laughs> yeah, I know. True Volkswagen head. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But they got their mind. They, they, they've studied. They put all this in their mind. They, they, they can tell you any person. They can tell you the gospel. They can tell you what country, what's the capital of, of Kadesh. I mean, most of them ain't never heard of it. But they've built all this in. And they've expanded that mind. Our job is to expand our spirits. That we be strengthened by His might in the inward man. The inward man, the spirit man, the spirit man. See, Christianity needs to know we are a spirit being. See, we're not just physical bodies that have a spirit. We're spirit beings. There isn't but one kind. Someone said there's three or four kinds of spirit. Demon spirits, evil spirit, good spirit. No, one kind of spirit. Ain't but one kind of spirit. We're all spirits. Some of them just got different substance in them. Some of them's got death in them. But we got some life in us. And if you put this, see, let, let, let me back that up with a little word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 6.63. Turn over there. Big John. Sixth chapter. Let me show you what I'm talking about. John 6.63. It is the spirit that quicken or makes alive. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word life there is Z-O-E, Zoe. The life and nature of Almighty God. How do I get more of God in me? I get more of His Word in me. On what? On prosperity, on healing, yes, on all that, that's fine. But who you are in Christ, that I have the life and nature of God in me, we need to build that into our being to the point, hallelujah, that it gets the fire to fall out of you like Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of this life given water. It'll flow out of you. It'll get out of your shadow. Got all in Jesus' clothes. They're touching the hem of his garment. 
We've been teaching folks to reach out and touch the Lord. Hallelujah. We are the Christ in this earth. We're the body of Christ. We need to know that. People ought to be saying, come pray for me. Come pray for me. You got something on the inside of you I need. If you get it on this, it'll affect the healing, praise God. The words I speak, their spirit and their zoe. Their spirit and their zoe. Hallelujah. You know, in Hebrews 4.12, he said the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the point of dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. The spirit. Uh, he said, my word is quick. The word quick, there is zapoia, the root word zoe. In other words, my word is zoe. It's alive. The word of God's alive. See, a lot of people t say this. For you to have faith to act on this, the light has to come on it. But the light's already in it. <laughs> it's already there. The word of God's alive. The minute you hear it, that faith's there to act on it. It's alive. It's already living. It lives itself. How does Jesus live in your heart? By faith. Huh? Praise God. Turn to little John. First little John, the first chapter. Let's read one more scripture before we close. Y'all get anything out of this? How am I going to get full of this stuff? How am I going to get so full of the life of God till it'll live its own self? Huh? Till the anointing comes upon you to the point that the life of God will begin to flow out of your hands. <laughs> And the love of God will flow out of your mouth. And your eyes will look like love, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. That till they can say, bless God, I don't know. Them are unlearned and ignorant men. But I'm telling you right now, them people's been around Jesus, hallelujah. They've been running with the Master, hallelujah. First John, first chapter and the first verse. That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. He's talking about Jesus. They handled it. He was the word made flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and nothing was made that was not made by Him. And this Word, He said, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him, gave you the power to become the sons of God, even to Him that believe on His name. And this Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us, praise God. We saw what the Word of God did do in the flesh. What will it do? It'll open the blinded eyes. It'll cause a little boy's lunch to be multiplied and feed 5,000. It'll cause every need to be met, praise God. It'll cause a man to rise out up, up above the bodily elements of this world and walk on the high places with God and draw his life out of another realm, praise God. Amen. Hey, go to get up a little something to eat sometimes the disciples will he said I ain't hungry he said I got some meat y'all don't bo y'all boys don't know nothing about I got some groceries y'all don't know nothing about he said we handle the word of life for the life was manifest second verse and we've seen it we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life Aeonius Zoe which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Hallelujah. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. 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 Get full of the Word of God on Zoe. Get full of the Word of God on eternal life. 
Get full of the word of God on who you are in Christ. Get full of the word of God on your union. Get full of the word of God on your identification. Where you was identified with the Lord. I was crucified with Christ. I died with Christ. I was dead. You know, most Christians still think they got an old man. Well, I'm my old man rises up. You don't have one. That life of God blew him out of there. Man lives on the inside of you. Was birthed right out of Almighty God. Amen. Fellow, get it thinking about him and Jesus was roommates. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you got to know these truths just like your ABCs. What was that brother Sons preaching about? What was that now? That identification. What was, you know? What did he say about on the inside? And don't feel like I got. You lose all intimidation. What difference does it make? You stand on the front of the wall and say, Jesus lives in me. You seen any Christians do that? That wasn't captured with a hook net? Call the white jacket man. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Meditate. Get your, we got a little book in the book room. In Him. Kenneth Hagin. In Him. I got scriptures on in Christ, your union, all that stuff written up, you need to take advantage of it. You need to meditate on it. Think on it. Meditate. Talk it to yourself. Then act on it. Start acting like it. Start acting like it. Start acting like it. How do I do it? I lay hands on the sick. I cast out devils. I talk the word of God. I don't deny that Christ lives in me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Paul told Timothy, if you do this, your profiting will appear unto all. Moffat translated 1 Timothy 4.15, so that all men may note your progress. Everybody will note your progress. Amen. Your progress, you've progressed. You're not still down there where you got saved. You're not hanging around the Holy Ghost. Bless God, you're going on with this thing. Amen. You're depending on the Holy Ghost to reveal this to you. And you keep meditating on it. And you get bigger. You ever seen, I seen down there at a, a, a Walmart the other day, they had a, a Mickey, a Mickey, Mickey Mouse balloon. They had them in, in the thing there. And I started to get me one. See, that thing was all crumpled up like that. But you, God blew the breath of God into Adam. Start growing. And you put the Word of God in there. First thing you know, an ear pops up over here. And an ear pops up over there. And the first thing you know, you can tie the end of this thing. And there's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Fill it up. You want this life to live its own self? It ain't going to just fall on you. It won't do it. You've got to make a conscious effort. You've got to have a goal. Amen? You've got to have a goal. You've got to know where you're going. You've got to set a goal. It'd be a good goal to have the same one God has for us. You know that? Amen. Stand on your feet. I've preached a little more of this here lately than I have in a long time. I don't know why. Lest God's intended to do something with it. Amen. Amen. Bow your head. Nobody looking around. Answer this truthfully, truthfully before Almighty God. Would you like to grow up in Christ? Would you like to reach that goal that God has for you? Would you like to reach the fullness? Would you like to see the life of God live itself through you? No longer I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. 
Oh, hallelujah. What a goal. An obtainable goal. An obtainable goal. Amen. Father, I bless these people. I thank you what you had for us tonight. I thank you that you anointed to penetrate their heart. I'm thanking you, blessed be God, that this night the life of God will rise up big in them and they'll have a stirring in their heart. Praise God. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.